Welcome to the Word Made Plain with Senior Pastor Tony Clark of Calvary Chapel, Newport News in Virginia. Currently, Pastor Tony is teaching through the book of Joshua. Please open your Bible to Joshua chapter 4. And so let's pray. Father, thank you so much for the privilege of prayer that we have. Lord, we are talking to the God of the universe where nothing is impossible for you. And so, Lord, we just pray that you bring rest over in the Philippines, that you will protect uh, Mike Fiala and his family. Uh, Lord, that you would anoint them and use them to do ministry there. And God, I just pray that a peace that passes all understanding will guard their hearts and minds, Lord, as they're over there. And Lord, we just pray, bring a peace, bring a settlement over there, a settling of things. And God, we just pray that you'll bring them back home safely. And Lord, we just pray now as we get into the word of God, that your word would just get in us and on us and all over us and change us, Lord, into the image of Jesus Christ. And so, Lord, thank you for this time that we have to study your word today in Jesus name. Amen. All right. Turn with me in your Bibles to Joshua chapter four. Joshua chapter 4, as we continue to make our way through the Old Testament on Wednesdays, uh, we find ourselves in chapter 4. I'm trying my best to to speed up, and it's just I'm struggling. And um, because we're we, we supposed to be going through the Old Testament just a tad bit faster than than what we're we're doing, but I'm 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 struggling. And, you know, there's things that I'm like, no, no, I got to mention that. Oh, oh, yeah, that, that too. I got to mention that. So this is the pace we're at right now. We'll see what happens. So Joshua chapter four, uh, the title of this message is a time to remember, a time to remember. The Bible is constantly reminding us to remember. Why? Of course, we have a tendency to forget. This is why Psalm 103 verse 2 says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Notice, forget not all his benefits. We have a tendency to forget God's benefits and forget the things he's done for us. Not because we have something wrong with our memories, but Satan is always near to help us to forget all the things God has done for us and have us remember the things he didn't do for us. So with this in mind, we need things to help us to remember the great things God has done for us. And this is what this chapter is all about. The Israelites are about to cross the Jordan River and go into the promised land. Uh, the priests and the Levites have already stepped into the Jordan River and it parted. Now they are crossing it on dry ground and God is about to give them further instructions here in chapter four. Look at verses one through seven so we can get the context. It says, and it came to pass when all the people had completely crossed over the Jordan that the Lord spoke to Joshua saying, Take for yourselves 12 men from the people, one man from every tribe, and command them, saying, Take for yourselves 12 stones from here, out of the midst of the Jordan, from the place where the priest's feet stood firm. You shall carry them over with you and leave them in the lodging place where you lodge tonight. 
Then Joshua called the twelve men whom he had appointed from the children of Israel, one man from every tribe. And Joshua said to them, Cross over before the ark of the Lord your God into the midst of the Jordan, and each one of you take up a stone on his shoulder according to the number of the tribes of the children of Israel, that it may be a sign among you when your children ask in time to come, saying, What does these stones mean to you? Then you shall answer them that the waters of the Jordan were cut off before the ark of the covenant of the Lord. When it crossed over, when it crossed over the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan were cut off and these stones shall be for a memorial uh, to the children of Israel forever. Now, in these verses, we see that God gave Joshua further instructions in verse one, saying, take the 12 men that they were instructed in chapter three and verse 12, one from each tribe, according to verse two here. And do what? Well, verse 3 says that they were commanded to take 12 stones from the midst of the Jordan River and carry them on the other side. Let me pause right here and point something out. All because God parts your Jordan River and you walk through on dry ground, it doesn't mean that it's going to be a smooth journey. Sometimes you may have some rocks and some stones that you have to carry on the other side with you. I'm reminded of what Paul will later write in 1 Corinthians chapter 16 and verse 9. He says, for a great and effective door has opened to me and there are many adversaries. See, we're under the assumption if God opens the door or parts our Jordan River, that there will be no problems or that there will be no adversaries. No, sometimes there will be rocks and stones we have to carry to the other side. Why? To remind us of how good and faithful God has been to us. That even though there were rocks and stones and adversaries, God brought us through them all. See, these were no ordinary rocks that you could pick up and and throw. As a kid, I had a bad problem with throwing rocks. I was a baseball player, so every rock was a baseball. And I will throw it. Uh, sometime at windows that I saw as a strike zone, pitcher windows I've broken and, and sometime people were targets as well and I would throw rocks at folks. These were no ordinary rocks that you can pick up and throw. According to verse 5, Joshua instructed the 12 men to pick up a stone and put it on their shoulders. It was a heavy stone that needed to be carried on their shoulders. Oh, this shows us that the stones and rocks may be heavy in our lives. But God will give us the strength to carry them to the other side. That heavy stone will be used to make us stronger to handle the challenges on the other side of the Jordan River. So don't look at the burden or the heavy rock on your shoulder. Just know that God is just strengthening you to handle the battles on the other side. 
Now, why did God want them to carry these heavy rocks from the middle of the Jordan River to the other side? Well, verse six says that it may be a sign among you when your children ask in time to come saying, what do these stones mean to you? Now, God has placed and still he still is doing it today. God has placed a curiosity in the hearts of children. And the reason why he did this, so it can be a teaching moment for us to tell them how the Lord opened up the Jordan River and how they crossed over on dry ground. Same is true for us. See, this is so important because the children were not there and they will be tempted to give the stones a different meaning. Well, to me, these stones mean that someone was maybe playing with some rocks. And, and, you know, they playing with rocks by the Jordan River and someone else would say, no, 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 no. Someone, you know, these rocks were piled up like this because somebody was short. And see, they wanted to stand on these rocks to try to see what's on the other side of the Jordan River. And then uh, somebody else would say, no, 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 no. See, these, these rocks were uh, built by a- ancient people or maybe some aliens came down and piled these rocks together like Stonehenge, you know, and woo. And the parents will say, no, they will interrupt this sort of thing and say, no, the Lord parted the Jordan River for us X amount of years ago. And the proof uh, or the proof that he did this is these uh, are these stones that are in the middle of the Jordan River to remind us of the great and awesome event and things that God has done for us. These rocks here will remind us how God parted the Red Sea or I keep wanting to say Red Sea is the Jordan River. We have monuments in our country to remind us of important events, such as the Vietnam Memorial or the Lincoln Memorial. We have Memorial Day to remind us of things. But notice what God uses to remind us of his goodness and faithfulness. Stones. And not just little stones, but heavy stones that we have to carry on our shoulders. So a stone is is something that is hard, is something that hurts, is something that is even heavy as well. God uses these things as teaching lessons for our children to teach them that it is not always going to be a smooth journey in our walks with the Lord. Sometimes we may have to carry some heavy stones, some heavy burdens as we cross over the Jordan River. Why did God use these things? Why does he use stones and heavy things like like this? Because what do we remember most in our lives? Those painful events, those sad, sorrowful events So I see it on social media all of the time. I see it constantly. Five years ago today, you left us. Uh, It's been 40 years and I still remember. It's been this. Ten years ago, this event happened to me and, and all kind of things. Or a picture of a car that smashed up. Oh God, you, you saved me eight years ago from this. We are constantly remember sad, painful events, heavy things, burdens. Sometimes when we remember a tear come down, memory, the things that are 
etched in our memory the most are painful events, emotional things. This is why God will attach memorial type of things to those events. So we can be reminded of his goodness and his faithfulness, how he brought us through them. Well, God confirms this in verse seven, when he says that you can tell your children how I divided the Jordan River for you. So these stones shall be a memorial to the children of Israel for how long? Forever. Did they obey God and do this? Well, look at verses eight through 12. And the children of Israel did so just as Joshua commanded and took up 12 stones from the midst of the Jordan. As the Lord has spoken to Joshua, according to the number of the tribes of the children of Israel and carried them over with them to the place where they lodged and laid them down there. Then Joshua set up 12 stones in the midst of the Jordan in the place where the feet of the priests who bore the Ark of the Covenant stood and they were there and they are there to this day. And so the priests who bore the Ark stood in the midst of the Jordan until everything was finished that the Lord had commanded Joshua to speak to the people according to all that the uh, Moses had commanded Joshua and the people hurried and crossed over. Now, in these verses, we see that the Israelites, they obeyed the words of the Lord through Joshua and took the 12 stones from the midst of the Jordan, according to verse 8. Then verse 9 says that Joshua took 12 stones and placed them in the place that the priests who bore the Ark of the Covenant stood. And uh, uh, the end of verse 9 says that they were there to this day. So there were two piles of stones, one that was erected in the middle of the Jordan River that Joshua built and another one on the other side where they will later make camp. So there were two sets of uh, stones there. Now, why would there be a need for a pile of stones to be erected in the middle of the Jordan River when the water will cover it? When it returned, God parted the Jordan River. They placed the stones right there in the middle. Okay, the Jordan River is not going to stay that way. It's going to eventually come back together again. And you can't even see the stones. Ah, you could see this rock memorial during the dry season. When the waters go down, you will see this rock memorial in the middle of the Jordan River during dry times. So this is so important because it is during dry times that we need to see that God is still working in our lives. We need to be reminded during the dry times of God's presence, his love, his plan for our lives. The rocks reminds us of the time that he opened up the Jordan River for us and we walked through. And if he uh, was with us during the Jordan River crossing. He will be with us during this dry season as well. And the Rock Memorial reminds us of that during the dry season. All of us, if you've been walking with the Lord for any period of time, you're going to experience a dry season. And during those dry times, you're going to begin to question the Lord. You're going to begin to question 
what God is doing in your life. You're going to wonder if God's still with you. You're going to question a bunch of things. And it's during those dry times you need to be reminded of the rock memorial that's in the middle of the Jordan River, that there was a time by which he parted that Jordan River for you. That he's been faithful to you. If he's faithful to you during the crossing of the Jordan River, he'd be faithful for you during this dry season as well. Can you still trust him in the dry season? When there's no overflow in your life, when there's no uh, 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 abundance going on in your life, can you still trust him? When the ends aren't meeting like they used to, can you still trust him? The Bible says we walk by faith and not by sight. And sometimes God would allow for us to experience a dry season to say, can you still walk with me during this time? Can you still trust me when it looks like things are dried up, when it looks like the account is dried up, when it looks like things aren't meeting? Can you still trust me? Or does it always have to be overflow? The banks of the river of your life always got to be overflowing. Can you trust him during this time? And this is what this rock memorial in the middle of the Jordan River is to symbolize. Then the end of verse 10 says that they obeyed all that God commanded Joshua to tell them. And the people hurried and crossed over. That stood out to me. That stood out to me. I, I was reading this and I, I wanted to read past it and the Lord didn't let me read past it. It just stood out to me. I said, well, well okay, Lord, what, 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 what was the hurry? Could it be that God started maybe a little bit further up? He started closing the Jordan River and, and they saw it starting to close and they said, we better hurry up and get on the other side over here. It could be. Why? Because God, God wants us to remember, but he doesn't want us to dwell there. Yes, remember, but don't allow the event, watch this, to paralyze you. I have seen where a lot of people have allowed memorial events to paralyze them to where they don't want to cross over or even to go on in their lives. Oh, I've seen this. God says, remember, yes, yes, remember, but hurry up and cross over. Like he's saying at the end of verse 10, somebody needs to hear this. Because you remember I said that God attaches these memorial things to painful events, to sorrowful events, to burdensome events. He attaches them to those things, the, those heavy things we have to carry on our shoulders. And and yes, he wants you to remember how he brought you through. But, you know, that stone that, that's, that's there, you know, it's yes, it's heavy, but he doesn't want that event to now keep you right there. Yes, they were to pick up the rock and put it on their shoulders, but they were to carry it on the other side. There's some people who just want to stay there. And with the rock on their shoulder, and now that event that's supposed to be a memorial of God's goodness and faithfulness, now that event has paralyzed you, keeping you from going on, keeping you from going on the other side, keeping you from continuing on. Now it's paralyzed you. Now, now that rock 
that God has given you the strength to carry on the other side. Now that rock is so heavy, it has you just standing there. And now you, you, you are, you, 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 you're standing there under the weight of that rock. And that rock got you just standing there. The Lord wants you to carry it on another side. He will even give you the strength to carry it on another side. Yeah, to, to carry it over. Somebody needs to hear that today. Look at verses 11 through 14. It says, then it came to pass when all the people had completely crossed over uh, that the ark of the Lord and the priests crossed over in the presence of the people. And the men of Reuben, the men of Gad and half the tribe of Manasseh uh, crossed over armed before the children of Israel as Moses uh, had spoken to them. About 40,000 prepared for war crossed over before the Lord for battle to the plain of Jericho. And on that day, the Lord exalted Joshua in the sight of all Israel, and they feared him as they had feared Moses all the days of his life. Now, in these verses, we see that the people and finally the priests cross over, according to verse 11, and the men from the tribes of Reuben, Gad, and the half-tribe of Manasseh crossed over armed for war like they agreed with Moses. According to verse 13, it was around 40,000 of them who crossed over prepared for battle. And the Lord exalted Joshua in the eyes of the people that they feared him like they feared Moses. Now, even though the tribes of Reuben, Gad, and half the tribe of Manasseh kept their word and crossed over to help uh, their other brothers, the other tribes, fight, they had decided to remain on the other side of the Jordan River. They decided to stay over there. Notice it was 40,000 men who crossed over. Their wives and children stayed on the other side. This tells us that Everyone will not go with you as you seek to go deeper in your relationship with the Lord. We know that the promised land is not a picture of heaven. The promised land is the picture of the spirit-filled life that God wants us to enjoy, that abundant Christian life that he wants us to enjoy. Not everyone will want this for their lives. It may be a spouse, your children, Co-workers, friends, they may be happy for you, but they may not want this for their lives. They're happy and content to remain on the other side of the Jordan River. On the other side, there are not as many battles. You may battle with some Amorites like Og and, and Sihon like Numbers 21, verses 21 to 32 talks about. But in the promised land, you have the Canaanites, the Hivites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, the Girgashites, the Amorites, the Jebusites. According to chapter 3, verse 10 of Joshua, that we studied last week. Who wants to go through all those battles? There are casualties in war. There are scars in, in battle. So I would just stay on this side of the Jordan River. And, and, and some of these people close to you, they say, well, if you need my help, you know, I, I'm there. But my family and I, 
will remain on the other side of the Jordan River. There are a lot of believers who feel this way. Yes, many of them, many of them are still believers. But there will always be a shallowness in their lives. Always. They're content with just coming on Sundays only. And not every Sunday. Once or twice a month is fine. Twice every six weeks is good. Some of them, if nothing is pressing, then I come. If it's raining outside and all the sporting events are shut down, rained out, then we'll come. But then again, we might not come because, you know, when it's raining out, we, you know, it feel good to be in the bed when it's raining. So, and then when it's sunny, then I'll come. But sunny, now we can do our events. And it may not be a sporting event, but now, you know, Bush Gardens is open now and water country and, you know. If the Word Made Plain has been a source of inspiration and encouragement to you, why not consider becoming a Word Made Plain giving partner to keep this listener-supported program on the air? As a giving partner, you join forces with Calvary Chapel Newport News' kingdom vision of spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ. You can make your tax-deductible gift online at calvarynn.org or send your gift of any amount to 15553 Warwick Boulevard, Newport News, Virginia, 23608. And receive a gift from Calvary Chapel Newport News as our thank you. In addition to your financial support, we ask that you pray for the Word Made Plain broadcast, that it touches hearts and generates change in the lives of people around the world. We pray you've been blessed by God's Word today and hope you'll tune in next time to hear The Word Made Plain.